That was weird timing. <laughs> Should I clap again? Maybe more ducks no, will come? Fine. Okay. Maybe more. If I clap again, ducks will appear. <laughs> I mean, that third one came yeah. exactly when I clapped. There were only two before. Yeah. Anyway. Hi, welcome to the Total Clarity Podcast. I'm Jesse Hyatt. And I'm Mike Varley, and this is week 45 of our 52-week walk around New York City. Yeah, we're really getting close to the end, and we are in the last week of our walk around the Bronx. We've been here for a month, and this week is called South, East, and the Throgs. The Throgs, that's right. We are at a type of end in the Bronx. This is kind of the end of the Southeast Bronx. We're in Ferry Point Park, and we're going to take a nice long walk around here and check out some of the cool sights and sounds of this area. I'd never been here prior. I've never been here either. And it's, uh, yeah, it has a lot to offer. Yeah. But uh, let's, uh, as we see the ducks uh, landing in the water and some waves coming in, let's uh, take a walk. It is, before we start talking about the park, we have one of our five-week traditions. One of our favorite segments, our mileage report. That's right. We've gone 45 weeks now, so we have 45 weeks worth of five days a week marathons to report on. Exactly. And Jessie has done the math. I've done the math. And she's going to tell, tell us about, about yeah. where we could have gone had we had wings for feet. Exactly. Yeah. So usually I, when I've done the research for this, I've sat down at my computer and ticked away and found out on Google Maps where we could go. But this time I was trying to do it on my phone and it was hard to do. <laughs> and I found a website called Distance2. Oh. It's um, distance.to and you can put where you are or where you want to start, you know, seeing the distance from and then you can type in anywhere in the world and it'll tell you the mileage mm -hmm. so I used that and just sort of tried to find points on the map that lined up and so here we go I'm only saying that because if you've listened to some of our other mileage reports I'm not sure sort of how it lines up with like the distances that we've gone using the Google Maps search. Right. Also, I just feel like the further out that we're getting now, it becomes more difficult because there's no way to walk. Right. To these like, like we've we've gone as far as you can like walk. Yeah. On land. So it's all the flight and then based on the flight patterns, whatever. So the first week that we're talking about is week 41. Yeah. And that week, we walked, by the end, 5,371 miles. Wow. And that took us to Ankara, Turkey. Ankara, Turkey? Yeah. I don't know anything about Ankara, Turkey. I really don't either, but it's actually the capital of Turkey. Oh, really? I would have thought Istanbul was right. because it's the city that I'm more familiar with. Sure. But this is actually the capital and... Yeah. There's something that kind of relates to me, at least. Okay. Um, historically, it was named Angora. Angora. Oh, and it like gave the its name. Yeah, and it gave its name to the animals. Oh, the okay. Angora. Sheep, right? Sheep, uh, sheep, goats, cats. 
I think even maybe another animal, I want to say like a llama or something, but I should know and some textile person is going to like blow up the comments uh, correcting me if that's wrong. But so is Angora a style? I yeah. just assumed it was a, a texture of a specific animal. <laughs> now I'm on the spot, no, like I, I should I, know I, I this. Know. No, it's that it refers to a few different animals in there. I don't know why oh, they're classified. I don't know why they're classified as Angora, okay. other than this little historical fact. Um, it's always given to some sort of like, it, I mean, it's usually in like the textile world referred to, to some as some sort of like camelid fiber. Uh -huh. But other than that, I don't know. I know that there's cats. I know that there's goats. Yeah. And uh, yeah, they can they come from Ankara, Turkey. Interesting. Apparently, passing, according to Wikipedia. Passing an artificial <laughs> turf soccer field right now as we continue into Fairy Point Park. Yes. Week forty-two. Let's hear it. Week forty-two. We walked five thousand five hundred and two miles. Oh, just past 5,500. Exactly. And we could have walked to Montevideo, Uruguay. Oh, okay. And that is another capital city. Really? Yeah. And could we, is that also flying mileage now? Yeah. Using this, okay. Yeah, yeah. so this is, this is like, on this website it does like a little airplane line you know right right to show like the direct line using the curvature of the earth mm -hmm. um and so montevideo is the southernmost capital city in south america oh. so even though uruguay isn't the southernmost country yeah on the continent yeah its capital city is the southernmost capital oh okay. kind of interesting interesting let's uh let's motor past this squeaky wheel that, that gets the grease. Oh, that's a good idea. <laughs> or that it seems like I don't it know what people at home are sounding, what that sounds like. <laughs> but we'll go past it. As we look over to our left, we'll get a few different views of this throughout this walk through Ferry Point, but you can see the Whitestone Bridge. Yeah, this bridge has been a landmark for us as we've been walking around this area. It looks very high traffic today. Yeah, it does. It's all backed up. I guess because it's a nice day. Yeah. Also, yeah, it's a nice day. It is. This is the hottest day of the year so far, I think. It's almost 80 degrees, I think. isn't saying a ton, but yeah. Yeah, just shy of 80. Yeah, so there's a lot of people out in the park. Yeah. All okay, right, week so 43. Week 43. Week 43, we walked 5,633 miles. Uh-huh. And you know where we went? I don't know. To dinner. Uh, we, probably. we probably did. Um, but in New York, not in Asuet, Egypt. Ooh, Asuet, Egypt. Yes. Asuet, Egypt. Never heard of it before. Right. Never uh -huh. heard of that city yeah. until now. Yeah. Um, it's slightly southwest of Cairo, which okay. is a city I had heard of. Uh-huh. And I feel like maybe a lot of people will have, so that's why I reference it. Uh -huh. And it is another capital city, but Whoa. not but not of Egypt. Yeah. Of the modern Asuit government in Egypt. 
which I did not understand what that was. Uh -huh. So I <laughs> looked into what that was and I guess it's just, it seems, and like, you know, I'm not sure if I'm 100% correct on this, but just from reading a little bit, it seems like it is the equivalent of how we have states here. Okay. It seems like Egypt is separated into governance. Okay. And so one of them is Asuit, and Asuit is the capital of the Asuit governance. Well, there you go. So that's that. Nice. Our next week is week 44. Uh-huh where we went 5,764 miles. Yeah. And that week we walked to somewhere that I am pretty sure I'm gonna pronounce incorrectly, uh -huh. but it's spelled M-B-A-M, Mabam, okay. or maybe something silent, uh -huh. Cameroon. Okay. And that, I'm doing this all from pictures that I took of things I wrote down, so <laughs> I'm trying to... We're going past some uh, picnic areas right now, and a very cool modern-looking bathroom situation here. Yeah, nice bathrooms yeah. in this park. Yeah, for sure. Um, so... Mabam Cameroon. Mabam Cameroon is named along with the Mabam River. Okay which is the main tributary of the Sanaga River in Cameroon. Oh, okay. So, lots of water yeah. in that area. Okay. And our last place, Week 45. last destination that we've made it to. Yes. Well, in a couple of days we'll make it to. Good We're point. recording this mid-week 45. Um, 5,895 miles wow. is what we can clock at the end of this week. Yeah. And we will go to... That means 6K next week. Anyway, continue. That's true. We will go to Ziz Kazgan, Kazakhstan. Ooh, Kazakhstan. Yeah, we're making it all the way to Kazakhstan. That's exciting. It is kind of exciting, yeah. And so what I learned about Ziz has gone is that it is on a it's on a reservoir so there's some uh, good water there uh -huh. as well it's in the Karaganda region which uh -huh. means nothing to me uh -huh. but maybe means something to someone yeah that's listening it uh, has a mining town okay an extremely cool semi-arid climate <laughs> climate's really cool. Yeah, exactly. Um, rain is frequent but never heavy. Uh -huh. And this is what I thought was most interesting to me. 55% um, of the people that live there are Kazakhs. 30% uh -huh. are Russian. Uh -huh. And then there's Ukrainian people, German people, Czech, and Korean people oh, all okay. living there. Which... Uh, I mean, when you think about it, where it is on the map, it yeah. makes sense, but uh -huh. I don't know. It was just news to me. I learned something new. Yeah. And uh, that's where we will be in two days. In two days. If that's, if we had walked on air yeah. instead of on burrows. Yeah. Well, good job on the report. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you all for listening to the mileage report. Now we will continue on our walk 
in Ferry Point, and I think we're stopping to look at this view of the city. Yeah, I think so. One of many views of the city right here. It's a little it hazy a, right now. It is really hazy. Yeah, the other day it was pretty clear. Yeah. Um, I guess that's the airport over there? I guess so. The There's a plane Guardia? coming over here. It must be. Yeah, I believe it's the Guardia. And then uh, there's this nice setup for viewing the city. Yeah, single chair. <laughs> and there appears to be uh, a shipwreck uh, straight ahead. Oh, do you think that's what that is? I believe it is, yeah. Like it oh, right weird. straight ahead from me. And then to, I think you're looking at this thing that's to the left there a little bit. I don't believe that's a shipwreck. The thing that's straight ahead on the way looking at LaGuardia. I yeah. believe it, yeah. Weird. Yeah. But cool coastline. There's also another plane here. Oh, there it is. Up in the air. The So we were here Monday, and Monday when we were here, there were, uh, I guess, a group of drone enthusiasts, and they all had the VR helmets, that are VR goggles that allow you to see what the drone sees, and they were doing like racing practice or something. Yeah, it was pretty cool. Yeah, and then yesterday, there were some RC cars in the same spot where the drones were. What is an RC car? Remote controlled car. Mm -hmm. uh, and then today, there is this man doing a model jet flying yeah. around. I just noticed there's also another one. It looks like he has a friend. There's oh, nice. a red one up there too. Oh, cool. Well, we'll see them as we go around. But, you know, there's a lot of space here. And I guess, especially in this time of year, you know, there is enough space that you wouldn't hit somebody if uh, people are around. Although it looks like yeah. there's some people, there's some people just chilling right under them currently. I mean, it's pretty fun to watch. Yeah, I'm enjoying it. Yeah. It's interesting. Um, I never really thought of that as being a pastime. Yeah. But we've actually noticed quite a number of model airplane fields that are like, like, I don't think this is a designated model airplane field. No, I don't believe so. But there are at least, how many have we seen? We've I can count three, I think, throughout Whoa. the city. And I bet there's more. <laughs> there's the one in Staten Island. Yeah. That, we, that was basically being used every day we went there. Right. There was the one in Marine Park, which we uh -huh. haven't visited. Uh, is there a third one you're thinking of, or are you counting this? I do think there's a third, but I can't remember where. Yeah. But it's an interesting thing. I just never realized that that was, it's kind of, it's cool. It's a yeah. cool hobby that I like that it has some designated spots. I don't even know if I'm actually catching this. I should probably just stop chasing it with the camera. Yeah, it's probably hard to see on yeah. the camera. But it's really, I mean, you could probably hear it better than you can see it. But yeah. It's cool that it's happening. Oh, here's one low. Here, it's coming home. Whoa, that's the, oh, wow. Man, it's it's so much bigger it's once it really gets. It's really big. It's like almost as big as that guy. <laughs> yeah. Whoa. Oh my gosh. It is. I traded my child for this. <laughs> it's definitely bigger than a child. Yeah. This bird is chasing, or is there a drone now? Uh, <laughs> There's a drone that's chasing the thing. Oh, I think they might be filming it. Yeah, that's so cool. Oh, yeah, the drone crew is over. They're sitting under the yeah. tree there. Oh, the here, this side. one's here coming in. Here comes the other one. Oh, my gosh. Wow. What? Oh. What? 
It's like. <laughs> well, it's funny because there's also like real planes. Yeah. Flying over. Yeah, this is very fun. Yeah. Let's go uh, take another look at the shoreline. Okay. There's a lot of opportunities to do this around here. The park is basically is like a mile and a half long. And... As big as City Island, where we were last Yeah, week. you're right. And it's uh, named after the Ferris family, the, the neighbor, the area, Ferry Point, which got me wondering if, like, were fairies named after the Ferris family? But it oh, turns maybe. It, they're not. They're oh. not. I looked up just in case. <laughs> but I that, that did make me wonder, like, was it really named after the Ferris family or what? But maybe people with the last name Ferris worked in the ferry trade or something. Oh, maybe. But, yeah. Wow, yeah, it is hazy today. It's supposed to rain tomorrow. But you can see kind of the marshy wetlands vibe that's going on here. Really nice. And yeah, I guess they've put a lot of investment into developing this area over the last 10 years or so, the Parks Department has. And I feel like this is a really nice park. It has a lot of potential to serve people in the area really well. Yeah, it's, uh, I mean, we'll see more as we get into it, but the area that we just came through with all the picnic tables and barbecues and stuff is really nice. And then, of course, these fields that we're looking at, all the water, coastline, and as we go further out this way, it, it's not quite like a hiking trail, but it is quiet and just open with a lot of really nice trees that we're gonna see. Yeah. And it's also right next to the highway, which yeah. is like, I feel like, yeah, this has been something that, it's so funny to me. I mean, we've walked now all the way to Kazakhstan <laughs> through New York and I'm still I'm still like blown away by the I guess juxtaposition is the word to use where we have this like really quaint park beautiful water that you can't swim in and then like <laughs> kind of nasty highway but it like it looks nice like the bridge is really nice looking just just what we have here in the city. This is just uh, what this city is. It's like a little bit of everything. Yeah. All right, smacked up next to each other. I think you can swim in here. I understand. Really? I understand what you're saying, but yeah, I'm pretty sure you can. It's oh. the Pelham Bay and the East River. It's far enough away from a lot of the traffic. I don't know if I right. would be eager to do so. I mean, it's not like prime beach property, but we're not that far away from Orchard Beach in terms of like how different the water yeah, quality would be. that's true. I guess it's just that it's like right under the It's just marshy. I'm not, yeah. Whatever that is out there, bulp. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's BMLP. I don't know. Cause it's, it's like literally in the lettering that you get an eye test in. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, I guess uh, yeah. update my prescription. Yeah. I don't know, I could be wrong. No, I think you're right. Now that I look at it a little more. But yeah, as Jesse mentioned at the top of the show, this is, the walk is titled The Throgs. 
and this area, the Southeast Bronx area. So in addition to this park, we go during the course of the walk under the Throgs Neck Bridge. However, it's currently off limits right. to the public because down where the Throgs Neck is, is the Maritime College. And as with all campuses in New York City right now, or at least it seems all campuses, they are closed to the public. Yeah, due to COVID, they don't want people walking around. We did talk to the guard there. He was a character and he, uh, he wasn't, I don't know if I'd call him apologetic, but he definitely wanted to keep talking about it for like much longer than necessary. Uh, he wasn't just like, no, it's closed, go away. It was more like a long conversation of like, no, it's closed because people were coming in for COVID and you know, it might open soon. I hope it opens soon, but you know, these, these, you guys, you guys can't come in and use the bathrooms. And we're like, we've never been here. <laughs> we wanted to come in for the first time ever. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but he was, I don't know. It was a, it was a funny little It definitely seemed character. like for somebody that's a guard, he didn't have the way to talk to people down. No. It, it really seemed like he was afraid we were gonna run between his legs. <laughs> and he was gonna be like, hey, hey, get back here. Come on. Yeah. But, uh, you know, so we didn't get a chance to quite literally go under no. the Throg's Neck Hopefully Bridge. Hopefully we can come back when- uh, Maybe one time. When this can. is. But the neighborhoods around the Throg's Neck Bridge, we got an opportunity to we get an opportunity to walk around this week. And uh, we were thinking at the start of the week, this is really one of the last, last jars of peanut butter we get on this project. This is the last week really that we have territory that is majority untapped by our walking feet so far. I like your, uh, I've never heard someone use that phrase before. I think earlier this month I said like carton this. of ice cream. Now I'm saying jar of peanut oh. butter, so. Just the, the so unspoiled we're just, uh, nature. using a dirty spoon for the rest of the, the next two months. <laughs> for the next two months, we will be working on jars that have been eaten already. With the exception of our Loose Ends Brooklyn walk in several right. weeks, which again, we'll be walking through neighborhoods we've already been through in order to hit some areas we haven't been to yet. But yeah, I mean, it's it really is this month in general has been kind of a hearkening back to almost Staten Island in the way that we got to visit a new chunk every time. Yeah. It's been a while since we've had the opportunity to do that. And it's nice. Yeah, it's been really nice. And it, it's been, uh, it has definitely felt like we're more on vacation a bit and exploring yeah. a lot more. It is yeah. nice to feel like I don't know what we're gonna see each day and I don't know ahead of time sort of like what each neighborhood or area or park or whatnot is gonna show us. Right, yeah. And I think, yeah, just in general, since this is our last week being in the Bronx, it's definitely been for me, I feel like I've learned a lot more about what the Bronx actually feels like. Yeah. Um, I think before this month, 
really my only experience was coming to Yankees games, going to Arthur Avenue, having been to Pelham Bay and Orchard Beach once. And I took a class in Mott Haven. Yeah. Where, so I was coming into Mott Haven once a week for six months. And I'd say that was probably my, the time that I actually got to feel like I was involved in some part of a neighborhood, but that's only just one really small section of this huge borough. And it's the part that's, it's, or it's one of the neighborhoods that's the closest to the city. So over there, it definitely feels very urban and crowded and, uh, yeah, let's like get to of... let's get to that in a minute. I want to unpack the Bronx, but I want to finish up with the park first. Okay. I, just because we haven't brought up the fact that now we can see the whole bridge. Oh yes. And all of its glory, and there's not much more until we get to the base. But yeah, I agree with you with what you're saying. It's uh, it's been an eye opener to to walk through here and discover all the different areas. The bridge here. It, you can see on the other side, uh, Francis Lewis Park in Queens, which is an area that we've been to, obviously, because we've been everywhere. And you can see the little spit of green lawn there. It's a really nice park as well. Not nearly as big as this one, but it probably has the best view of uh, a bridge in Queens and one of the best like bridge parks period. Yeah. But I said that before I come here, this is like, that's just like if you want to sit with a blanket and have a nice little backdrop. Whereas uh, this park here has way space more. and like walkable, like a way to be somewhere for a day. It's nice. As you can see a lot of people fishing as well. And you can just make out, it'll grow as we go, the uh, throg's neck in the, in the distance there. Do you have a preference, the throg's neck or the whitestone? Can you think of any stories uh, that you've... I'm more familiar with the whitestone. Yeah. I feel like I've driven over the whitestone so many times coming, both leaving the city and coming back. Yeah. And um, I think... I think the the feeling of oh my gosh, finally we're seeing signs for the Whitestone. We're almost home. Yeah. Like I definitely associate it with that. I did a lot of trips up to Massachusetts with um, when I worked at Shark Tooth. Yeah. And I would often be driving a cargo van back into the city, filled with awesome textiles. After like. 12 hours of searching for them in the heat <laughs> so and it's like a five hour drive or something and so I'd usually be really tired by the time I'd get here and the white stone would be like okay I'm almost there also like time to drink the Mountain Dew and get my eyes sharp because we're getting into the city that's, that's totally to my, my association with it what about you I don't know I, I... I guess I, the throg's neck has more uh, hold for me for oh, some yeah? reason. I think, well, first of all, the name might be the best name of all the bridges. 
It's I a just, good name. I just like saying it. And uh, there's a song by the Mountain Goats called Going to Port Washington that references it. Huh. And I always think about that when I hear that. And I don't know. I, they actually kind of, they're, they're, oh boy, the name, there's a technical term and we, I'm sure we talked about it when we did our uh, Three Bridges walk. Right. But the, the name of the, uh, the suspension, the steeple that is in the middle here that we're looking at right now. I believe that they have the same design. Yeah, they look really similar. Yeah. You can actually, we, we venture to, gather, to guess that the Throg's Neck is the one that you can see from Pelham Bay Park, based on the video that we did last week. And uh, you can like make the two of the towers like line up from the Pelham Bay Park, and that was a little fun exercise we did yeah. while we were out there. Well, it also turned out we were looking for the bathrooms, and it turned out that when the bridges align, yeah, is right. where the bathrooms are. It was like Goonies or something. I, you're yeah. holding up a medallion to the landscape and then a bathroom appeared. <laughs> but yeah, now we can, now we're under the bridge truly and you can see the kind of construction-y setup right now, which I guess is permanent. You know, like, I don't know. They're never gonna change it from something like, I guess you kind of always need to have access to the bridge for yeah, I guess construction. So no reason to change it into more of a park situation. But yeah, it's a cool view from under here. Kind of loud, not as loud as maybe you might expect. There's the throgs over there. At the base of that again is the Maritime College. Wow, what do you think those giant, they look like almost computer wires hanging down. Do you see them? Yeah. Uh, I think this bridge is probably the first computer. <laughs> um, no, I don't know. It might be like, do you think it's like for water? Jeez, uh, I, don't, I don't think so. I think they're just really thick coils. That's interesting. I don't think that scaffolding is always there. Yeah. So there you go, this is the tip of Ferry Point. And we can see from over here, we walk past it later, but I, I don't think we'll walk past it on this podcast. Actually, maybe we'll go down a little bit. You can see it a little better, down to the water. Sounds buckly up there. If we look to the left, we see the Trump Links Golf Course, which is branded outside the entrance. It's not branded here. Yeah. But it is a Links style golf course, which is a style of golf course that's popular over in Europe, and particularly like Scotland. Yeah. And it was designed by Jack Nicklaus, who's a famous golfer. And it is a public course. However, in 2021, the city severed ties with it. Uh, you can be a public course and not be associated with the city, but it was associated with the city in 
after the Capitol insurrection, de Blasio came out and said he didn't want any business with the, the Trump people. So I don't, I'm not really sure what the status of it is right now. But yeah. When you drive over the Whitestone going out, you can see in classic Trump stylings, it's branded in, uh, yeah. with his name. Yeah, that's true. That is something that always, you know, I'm on the Whitestone. I'm leaving the city. I'm like, oh, yeah. Right. Oh. <laughs> There's that. <laughs> I guess it's good that de Blasio unlinked his, our ties to the links. Yeah. But uh, that also, you know, I don't know, feels very de Blasio yeah. to like, yeah, I guess this is, I guess I should do this now. <laughs> you should tell your story. Oh, you should tell your story about de Blasio. Oh, is this a good time for that? I think it is. Great. All right. Yeah. So I have a story about de Blasio. Um, first of all, I guess I'll start it just by saying like people hate on him. I'm not really trying to hate on him. I, I feel like he's done some good things. He's done other good things, other not so good things. He's just a feels like a middle-of-the-road character to me. Uh-huh. I feel like, uh, yeah, he's, he's whatever. <laughs> anyway, my story yes. is uh, I used to be a waitress at Athena's Mediterranean Cuisine yes. in Park Slope. Yes, world-famous. World-famous Athena's. Um, should be good food. Owned by a guy named Spiro, who's a really nice guy. Great, uh great Greek food. I learned a lot about Greek food. And I worked there for like six years. And in, oh my gosh, I'm trying to do the math. I guess it was probably like, when did he, when did de Blasio run first for, for mayor? 2012? Maybe something like that. I mean, it was before we were dating, so. Yeah. It was right before he ran When his he was campaign. public advocate still? It was when he was still public advocate and we knew he was running for mayor, but he hadn't, it wasn't like quite happening yet. Mm -hmm. And he came in to the restaurant. He lived only about three blocks away right. in Park Slope. And he came in with his wife. Yeah. And I was their waitress. Right. And I, if it was 2010, I would have been like 20 years old. So I was like doing my best. Right. I was this nice young girl. I was treating them really well. I think I like brought them like a free dessert or something. You know, Spiro was like, that's de Blasio. That's our, that's our guy. That's our guy. Take care of him. And that's like, Spiro, if you're listening, I'm, I know that's not what you sound like. <laughs> I just can't do an accent. Um, and so I was trying my best to take care of him and like they liked the food. I checked in like the appropriate amount, not too much. I thought I did a great job. And then they left and I went and picked up the check and he had left me an 18% tip. Uh -huh. And then he announced his running. Immediately after. He left Athena's, <laughs> he, he put his napkin down and there were cameras outside. Immediately went outside and announced that he was running for mayor and I have not voted for him because I think that the 18% tip is exactly who he's been as mayor. 
it's like, did he like the service or not? Like, it's acceptable. It's like what it says if you're trying to please literally everyone, which means you're not pleasing anyone, 18% is what you should tip. It's like, it's fine. It's fine. Uh-huh. 20% is really like, yes, this was good. We all know this was good. No one's going to think about it. 15 and lower is like, this was shitty service. I wasn't happy. 18 is like, I, I don't know. It's okay. You're, this is fine for you, right? And no one's going to be mad that I'm paying too much. And uh, yeah, I don't know if that makes sense to people, but that's kind of just how I feel like he's, he does his stuff. That's just kind of who I feel like he is. Right. He's kind of like, yeah, you guys are, everyone's fine with this if I just don't right. commit. Right. Um, so. Yeah, we've thought about this before. <laughs> we've thought about this before. I, you know, I, everything you're saying is totally reasonable. I, I think what, you know, what we've said before is what if he was just doubling the tax? You know, what if that was yeah. his way? of doing math. Maybe he's just not a strong math person. But it's so easy to do 20% also, you just double the first number. Well, you I mean Like you can double the ta- it's 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 just as easy it's to just do It's 10% 20%, twice, which is not hard. Which is also not hard. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I think finding 8% 18% is harder than finding 20%. <laughs> just like as a public figure. I think if there's any Were public there pennies figures involved? No, it was on a credit card. Right. So it wasn't even like, and it wasn't, it was like his bill was probably like $40. Right. And instead of leaving me $8, he left me like seven twenty-five dollars or some bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, it's fine. I don't need the extra 75 cents, but also I kind of did. Like I'm a young, he's like, he's the public advocate. <laughs> I'm the public. Yeah. So I have to advocate for myself. Right. And, uh. I hope Bill hears this. I feel like you're making a good case right now. I'm not really sure why. I guess because before you've been like anybody that tapes tips 18% is a monster. I think that's really, <laughs> I think that's where we've disagreed in the past. I've decided to leave that part of my story out, but uh, <laughs> I guess now it's in. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I think probably people that have worked in food service will relate to this. It's just, you work your ass off and that's how you make your money. And anyone that's tipping less than 20%, you're like, this is how I afford to live. And also, did I do something wrong? (laughs) What have I done to hurt you? What have I done wrong? And sometimes you know, sometimes you did something wrong. And then you're like, that makes sense. But like, when you haven't done anything wrong, they say the food was good. Yeah. That's like, I feel like that's on them. It's like, were you unhappy? You should have told me. I am here to serve you. Right. That's my job. Uh-huh. And if you don't think I'm doing it well enough, like, but you're not letting me know. Right. Know. I'll stop. I don't need to rant on about this. We should, we can move back to the park, but. Uh, no, that's fine. But I do think what's related is that we, uh, we also, are going to have a new mayor soon. Right. We're going to be voting for that soon. Yeah. And we've been looking at that, and I don't think we should talk about that now. Yeah. But yeah, it we is do. something if, that's happening. If, if anyone's uh, in New York and hasn't sort of started to look into who the candidates are, yeah, recommend that you check it out. We've been trying to do our due diligence. We want to talk about it before the end of the project. We're going to be having a lot more theme uh, uh, walks where it might not be uh, aligned to talk about the mayor, but 
we're going to try and find a way to fit it in. Yeah. And if you have any interest in hearing more of our spicy hot takes about mayoral candidates, let us know in the comments. And we can, uh, maybe we can guess what type of tipper we think every mayor candidate is. Oh, that would be fun. It would. Oh my gosh. Okay. Yeah, that sounds fun. <laughs> right. And this also, for those that aren't familiar with the mayor's race and voting here in the city, we're going to be doing ranked choice for the first time. Yeah. So yeah, that's, which uh, will also be really fun. We get to exciting. choose five choices yeah. or up to five. We yeah. don't, you can still just choose one if you want. Yeah. But. but enough politics for now. Uh, I interrupted you earlier because I wanted to segment things about the Bronx. Okay. And you were, were you mad at me? A little bit? Like 4%. 4%. Oh, nice. That's great. That would be a shitty tip. (laughs) That would be a shitty tip. Good. Uh, Yeah, well, as the person that uh, cuts all these up, I I felt compelled to hold off our comments on the Bronx in general for the end because. I wanted to keep it all in one section. Yeah, that makes but sense. But you were saying that you, I mean, your experience with the Bronx. Yeah, I guess is, to pick up where I left off, yeah. I was saying that I don't have a ton of experience being up here. Pelham Park, Arthur Pelham Avenue, Park, Yankee Arthur Stadium. Avenue, Yankee Stadium, and. Mott Haven, six, which was when we were dating. Yeah. The Co op yeah, Academy. Exactly. I came up to Mott Haven for six months, once yeah. a week to take yeah. a business class yeah um and that i think after taking that class and just general like media uh ideas of what the bronx is like made me definitely think that it was all sort of the whole borough was more like mott haven and the south bronx and those areas where it's like super urban lots of tall buildings, lots of concrete, lots of noise, people outside, like playing music, doing like all their social stuff, like in front of the deli, that like that kind of vibe of just like super, super city. Mm-hmm. And I guess coming up here, I knew that there was Riverdale. Right. I knew that was some sort of posh rich neighborhood yeah and that's basically all i knew about the bronx i kind of expected the entire borough to be really urban development and then just that one neighborhood tucked up at the top to be some sort of like i don't know the suburban land yeah and um it has i feel like it's been different than that i feel like i've seen a lot more neighborhoods that feel a bit more suburban Mm -hmm. and i i I don't know i mean still we've only been here for a month but we have walked the entire borough and i guess i'd say the urban city feel exists in maybe slightly over 50 percent of the borough Mm -hmm. and then there's a lot of really big parks yeah which i guess if you look at the map you can see that but i don't know i i don't know if i didn't believe it or if i just thought they were smaller or or what yeah but that sort of i feel like having a really massive park separates you from the 
big buildings, big concrete city vibe. Yeah. And then there is a lot of the suburban, like quiet neighborhoods, single family homes. Um, yeah, similar to like what we've seen sort of on the outskirts of Queens and Brooklyn. Sure. And yeah, I was surprised by that. It's been, it's been nice. It's been nice to sort of meander through the, the different neighborhoods and really feel like they're all different neighborhoods. Yeah. Yeah, the, it, it has been very interesting. The, I don't know if part of it is the fact that we've been walking so long and then had this one be the last one or not, but it definitely feels the smallest. Like I oh, have in really? fact, yeah. And just looking at a map, I'd, I wasn't able to find the acreage uh, in very casual searching. I'm sure I could, but oh wow. Look at all the planes here. Oh my gosh. Yeah, that's awesome. Wow. So cool. Great way to spend the day. But so yeah, I, I, haven't, I haven't found the exact size of all of them, but just looking at the map would suggest that the Bronx is the smallest of them by acreage hmm. or mileage or however you want to judge it. And then on top of that, to have the biggest park in the city, yeah. I think the third biggest park in the city in Van Cortlandt, if, if it's either the third biggest in the Bronx or third biggest in the city, but another huge one. And then to have the Bronx Zoo and the Botanic Gardens, a park like this, there is yeah. a lot more green space than maybe you would think about the borough yeah and then it takes up a lot of space and we've i mean one of the days last week we walked from city island to essentially woodlawn. riverdale we yeah. woodlawn you know and we walked to the other side of it we were close enough we could have gone to the another airbnb we had stayed at without right. much issue and that's essentially you know the the fat part of the borough you know it's yeah. very yeah. achievable it's interesting because if you look at the map it looks really big yeah. And that's part of why we did it the way we did it, where we stayed in four different places yeah. throughout this month, because we thought, oh, we got to like stay in the different corners. Otherwise, we're not going to be able to make it out there. It's so far. Yeah. But and I'm still happy that we did that because I feel like we actually got to sort of experience those areas more. Yeah when we were in each of them. Yeah. But yeah, I guess it's really not, you're right. It's really not as big uh, geographically. Yeah. I think the other thing though, that does make it feel big, like if you're walking 26 miles, it's not a big deal to get from place to place. But if you're not walking 26 miles and you're trying to take public transportation, it doesn't seem like that's really an option. To like go the, across town, no. In, and yeah, it seems like, and this is true of a lot of the outer boroughs, but it feels particularly true up here for some reason. Mm -hmm. The train lines really just go into the city yeah, and they don't even go that far out into the Bronx yeah. or into that many areas like the, there's a lot of buses, and I guess that's just how people get around if, if you live near a bus line. Yeah. But 
it seems like it makes it a little bit less accessible to go from place to place. And I, I wonder if that's why it feels big. Yeah. On the map. Yeah. And to your, what you were saying about the uh, kind of the impression of it being more urban than some of the parts that are actually here. Yeah. I, I find that like the South Bronx and then kind of creeping up into the central of it seems to be closer to an extension of like the Harlem Washington Heights Inwood vibe. Mm -hmm. And then, yeah, the further you get to the extremes of things. I mean, Park Chester was an interesting uh, 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 difference or exception maybe. Yeah. Where it was like, it was this really kind of well manicured or this idea of like what the housing unit should be like. And that doesn't quite feel like the same thing as South Bronx. Right. And then there are a lot of areas. And Parkchester, just a note, is not that far north. No, it isn't. It's the end of the line yeah. on the four and right. the five, I think. Right. So I always thought it was like basically Westchester. Yeah. But it's not. It's like still fairly far south. Yeah. And it has like all of these, yeah, it just all these buildings that are, everything seems very manicured. I think they have their own security force. I could be wrong, but I believe they do. Yeah. And then they were like also noting all these clothing drop-off boxes that were like right. all immaculately clean. Like not like kind of the ones that are like Near a shady us, business. Where it's like, yeah. There's a bunch of clothing all over the ground in yeah. front of it. Yeah. yeah. But so there's that area and then there the extremity areas like like the city island, which is its own kind of unique vibe, and then the uh, the areas that we walk through under the Throg's Neck this week, which seem to be the closest kind of an analogy to suburban that city gets. Right. Where it's, uh, as Jesse mentioned, the seemingly single family households. Car culture is big. Mm -hmm. Jesse got a lot of photos of vanity plates oh this gosh, week. Oh my gosh, so many vanity plates. More than maybe we've gotten in density in one day than Yeah, I was other like, place. I kept trying to put my phone away and kept having to pull it out to take more pictures. Yeah. And so, yeah, that, that's kind of like a, a vibe around here. Yeah. Where you, I guess, I, I mean, I wonder how many people commute here versus commuting to Yonkers or or just working locally, you know? You mean from, like yeah. commute into the yeah, city? Yeah, yeah, commute into the city versus. Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know how that works. That would be an interesting thing to figure out. Yeah. Um, yeah, What I feel like the other thing I wanna talk about a little bit that, I don't know. I mean, we can just do our best with this, but I feel like there's this notion that the Bronx is dangerous. Right. And I'd love to push back against that. Right. Especially after, I mean, we've talked a bunch, of, or not a bunch, we've talked a couple of times about the concept of like a bad neighborhood, right? Yeah. And how we don't subscribe to that. Yeah. And I think it's a similar thing where, for whatever reason, 
I feel like I can imagine a couple of them, but I don't, I don't really want to like say that I know why the yeah. Bronx has gotten a bad rap. Yeah. But I also feel like it's probably because of the demographic being not white. Right. I feel like it's because it's related to hip hop a lot. Hmm. And other than that, I don't really know. Yeah. Honestly, maybe, maybe the lack of public transportation, maybe the fact that there's more walking and bus, uh, taking the bus that you need to do. I don't know about that. But I mean, I ha I've felt completely safe the entire time we've been here. Yeah. Yeah, I haven't felt in danger at all. I mean, as with any area that you're unfamiliar with, you could feel some type of uh, discomfort about navigating around a space. But one, I consider that different than danger. And yeah. two, I certainly wouldn't put that on any situation that I'm going through. That's that's a me thing. Of course, you know? yeah. And then you figure, first of all, you just realize, oh, wait, I'm just feeling something that even if somebody else is also feeling that around me, the odds of that, you know, resulting in something that's dangerous or a problem are so low, you know? Yeah. You just can't live your life thinking about that. I think what most people attribute to being dangerous is, I feel uncomfortable here because it's unfamiliar to me. Yeah. And... Yeah, and I think we've talked. I think we've talked about that before, and I yeah. don't know if we have to go like super into it, but yeah. I did just want to bring it up since I feel like that's a common conception. And yeah, I just uh, you know, I, I guess I'd say if anyone's listening and is thinking like, oh my gosh, they've been in the Bronx for a month, are they okay? Like, just think about why you're thinking that. I guess right. you know, it, yeah, we're fine, we're good, everything's yeah. good. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. Like I said, I don't have much more. I don't really have the words for it right now. Yeah. There are some, there are like three or four random observations I, I want to bring up. Okay. Uh, one of them, this is kind of related and I, I, <laughs> I don't know what can be done about this necessarily, but I have observed that the most dog poop is on the, the Bronx street so far. It seems like really? that's my that's my observation. Hmm. I that doesn't mean anything about the the people or <laughs> it should impact anybody's uh, opinion of the situation. It's just something I've observed, particularly around the, the Bronx Zoo area. I think oh. it's because and maybe now that it's I think about it, maybe because there are all these park areas where there's nobody actually living around that oh. people just feel more comfortable just yeah. leaving because there's not a lot of people walking like, around during most hours and you know they can and it's like there's nobody actually living there yeah however there are also a lot of signs about there's a not lot pooping, of signs I've particularly around signs. this uh southeast bronx part of the area yeah under the bridges we've seen as many license plates as i've seen you've almost taken the same amount of Dog poop. Dog poop. Uh, signage. Propaganda. Poopaganda. <laughs> so that's one thing I've noticed. Uh, another thing that I've noticed, you know, we're in a, uh, you know, we, we are interested in the stickers mm -hmm. around the different boroughs. Yeah. And this, uh, the Bronx, has the least amount of stickers 
uh, hanging up around everywhere. But it does have probably the most interesting quasi-sticker thing I've seen since we've been walking, which one, presumably one person, I don't know, I could be wrong. Yeah. Uh, pr but presumably one person has gone around and put up a series of evangelical style uh, messages to people. And they are done on like vinyl, uh, uh, I don't know, what a... It's like a paper. paper vinyl yeah. paper. And uh, they use a lot of um, tape as well as decoration on top of the vinyl paper. And then they have colored uh, paint markers that they use to write their messages. And like each word could conceivably be a different color. They're always different. I haven't seen two that are the yeah. same. And there are hundreds of them. They far outstrip any type of sticker that exists in the Bronx. They may even outstrip any type of sticker that I've seen in all the five boroughs. Perhaps the Kestgak crew, actually definitely yeah. the Kestgak crew has moved more total, but they don't have a strong representation here or as strong as I was anticipating. Uh -uh. They are here though. These, uh, the thing you didn't mention is that they're also not stickers. No. They're thumbtacked onto trees. That's right. They're thumbtacked onto trees. <laughs> it seems that there was an earlier iteration where they were just a white, uh, uh, instead of white a black vinyl white vinyl and that seems to have disappeared in favor of this black vinyl style with like principally silver paint marker and then secondary gold paint marker and then tertiary any color you want yeah. with different types of uh of embellishment tape that's on there they're actually like they're aesthetically pleasing yeah i really like the way they look yeah the messaging the messages range from slightly incoherent to mainly incoherent to prejudicial against Muslims to uh, you know fire and brimstone reckoning day yeah like I I wouldn't there isn't a lot of that third category we've seen a couple I've seen three or four so far I've honestly it's been I've, mostly I'd say like slightly incoherent always about Definitely the idea is like you want to follow Jesus. Yeah. But it's like not exactly clear like why. Yeah. No, I mean, I'm looking at this purely from a, uh, I guess, anthropological way yeah. almost as, you know, like I don't endorse the messaging no, that's happening. No, no, It's very much a part of what's going on, though, is that there is this um, very much a sense of uh, competition between this person and their idea of uh, the Islamic faith. Yeah. Uh, and so I, yeah, I, I am just astounded by the breadth of coverage that this happens to have exclusively in the Bronx. Yeah. We, I stopped taking photos after 30 or 40. Or I, I, start, I started out by documenting everyone I saw and then I realized, oh, they're everywhere and they all have unique messages and I'm better off just cataloging ones when I see them in a new neighborhood. Yeah. So that's what I've, I've ended up doing since. And it goes far. Yeah, it does. At first when we were here, we were like, oh, wow, this goes fairly far. Yeah. Thinking, you know, like two neighborhoods. And then I think, did we see one on state? Like we saw some that were very far away. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I, I, I feel like uh, 
I wonder, like, we're definitely noticing things through these walks. Yeah. But I'm, I am curious, like, if anybody is from Bronx or spends time in any neighborhood in the Bronx, if you've ever noticed these, too. Yeah. Because it's not something I have seen anywhere else. Yeah. Yeah, I'm fascinated by them. I, yeah. It would be really interesting to meet the people that are involved and talk with them and understand like what they're you know are they i mean clearly they're doing this in the name of their religion are they doing it because you know they believe that they'll be among the saved if they evangelize like this right. or are they doing it just as a purely uh out of the goodness of their hearts you know right or is it just like a hobby yeah i don't know but it is, uh, it's also kind of interesting that there aren't as many stickers around too, in general. There's a couple of hot spots, but if there is uh, things adorning the streets, it's more graffiti than stickers. Mm. And yeah, I mean, we've seen some interesting graffiti as you know, last week's uh, video showed, uh, checking out the Pelham Bay Park area, but it's all around and it's cool. Yeah. yeah. And uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I mean, there, there's, there's so much to say about the Bronx, and we've handled the our kind of unpacking of the borough in a way that's different than what we've done with the other first impressions months. You yeah. know, we uh, whereas with like Staten Island or or any of them. When we went to a region, we kind of talked about what that neighborhood was like. And, and this month, we've kind of had a big ticket area that we've explored in lieu of talking about the neighborhoods. But I, I do think that when we are done with the project, we'll have to spend some time kind of relooking at the map and looking at the pictures and thinking about what all the pieces mean. Yeah, well, I feel like we're also... Uh... You know, all the first ones we did first. And now we're kind of like into a lot of other aspects of this project too. Yeah. And thinking about coming off of a bunch of months of thinking about themes and it, it, it has been, uh, I wouldn't say it's hard to get back into just like the exploratory phase, but I guess it's more that I'm just not in the explore. Like I haven't even tried necessarily to get back into the like pure neighborhood by neighborhood. What am I seeing? Blank slate. Right. Because I don't know if I can. I mean, I don't. Know. I haven't tried, but yeah. I don't know if I can because <laughs> I'm not there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it's just different. Yeah. So yeah, I think we'll we'll put that portion aside for now, and then tackle it again at the conclusion of the project. Yeah. And uh, yeah, but I, we, I mean, I've, I've had a really great time. Me too. Yeah, here's a... Yeah, thanks to the Bronx. Somebody flying in from Yonkers, <laughs> going to LaGuardia. But yeah, I think that'll, we'll, we'll sew it up for this week. I, uh, I want to point out Jesse's clothing here. Oh. Jesse is in our spring attire. We yes. we haven't talked about the spring attire yet. Oh yeah, we but haven't. But we will be premiering all of our outfits 
starting, well, by the time this is out, we should have already one right. out and up on Instagram. And right. There is a, a video showing the, um, basically one of our one and a half minute trailers for the spring collection. That was made during the, a year ago. the throes of COVID when we thought we were right. going to start this project. There's also a uh, live stream that we did during the hard lockdown yeah. that uh, we can link to for people that are interested and haven't seen it before. But yeah, we're yeah. gonna we're gonna spend the next few weeks premiering on Instagram. And our clothes. all of our photos are also from a year ago. So it's actually I was editing them a little bit. Yeah. And it's funny to see. Yeah. We look different. Yeah. If you go on Instagram, you can see Jesse's hair is considerably shorter. Yeah. Yeah. And I probably look different too. Yeah. And uh, but yeah, we and we'll also you, you may have seen the shirt that I'm wearing here, but it's one of our dichotomies. It's got the uh, microphone in the middle right now, right. but uh, we'll be talking about those too. Maybe in a few weeks, we'll do a separate segment on that so we can talk about it and uh, talk about you not being your thoughts versus or. all you are is thought and whichever side of that argument you lay on. But until next week, uh, thanks for watching. You know, hit the like button, hit the subscribe button. We just passed 600 subscribers. Yay. That's pretty good. Thanks to all the people that are subscribing so far. We hope you're enjoying the content. Uh, we want to get to 1,000 before the end of this project. So if you've been watching for a really long time, you made it to the end of this video, you can help us get to 1,000 subscribers. Uh, but until next time, take care. Bye. Bye.